Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. This is our 50th episode. Look at that. Happy it 50. is 50. Time really flies. We. Uh, and so this is a big one. We have our Saturday Night Dynamite review as well as NXT TakeOver 30. Uh, but, you know, got to introduce ourselves. I'm Pat. I am Rob, your Deep Six champion. I'm Ryan. And I'm Joey. And so, yeah, uh, this we're not really going to go over any news in the beginning. We're just going to get right into the reviews since we do have two shows to talk about. And uh, myself, Joey, and Ryan the mainly watched AEW. Ryan saw two matches for TakeOver. Me and Joey both just caught the main event. And I also caught some highlights from Cole and McAfee. Uh, but so Rob is going to kick things off for us with NXT TakeOver 30. And then we'll have a more, I guess, rounded discussion of Dynamite since we all watch that. Yeah. Um, um, so yes. Well, I blame the NBA because if yes, the game Rob's, had ended Rob's when it was supposed to on the NBA. Then uh, they could have watched more if they probably wouldn't have anyway. But you know, maybe they would have. Uh, yeah, I watched both actually. I had uh, AEW Dynamite on my phone on the Direct TV app, and then I was watching uh, you know NXT Takeover Thirty on my Xbox on my TV, so I wanted to make sure I could participate in both discussions because I am a true wrestling fan who likes all the products. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed NXT. Uh, it wasn't my favorite takeover, but I thought they did a good job. I actually missed the kickoff show because I didn't know there was going to be a match on the kickoff. I don't. They rarely, they never yeah, they very that. rarely do that, so I didn't even bother to watch it, but it was that uh, it was that uh, the tag match, and um, I'm not even 100% sure about this, but I'm, I'm assuming Phantasmo uh, won. Uh, I can get the <laughs> result up real quick. I would put money on it, just because the other teams don't seem to be the ones that would win to me. Um, I hope it was a triple count out. Yeah, me too. Take over 30 results. Uh, Brizongo won. Really? Good for them. I'm I'm happy about that. I guess it makes sense since, you know, Imperium is heel. You don't want heel versus heel. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. And also, Tyler Breeze retained his up up down down championship today against Samoa Joe on uh, uh Xavier Woods channel. So he's held that thing for like a long time. I don't know if anyone follows it at all, but that's uh that's the thing. Oh, someone's got their uh their that notification. Sounded, that hot. sounded hot. Um, yeah, it might they, have been me. They I kicked put off my phone down for just oh, a brief second. Okay. You are uh, they're coming in hot, buddy. I don't have any notifications going on now. That's okay. Uh, they kicked off the main card with Finn Balor and Timothy Thatcher, which is kind of like a last minute addition. But they've been going at it a little bit since the qualifiers for the ladder match. So it kind of made sense, and this was pretty good. You know, these both of these guys are great. And, uh, yeah, Finn Balor won with a coup de grace and a 1916. And it's notable that uh, Corey Graves was on commentary instead of Moro. Uh, so it was uh, Corey Graves. Uh, who was the other guy? Vic Joseph. I thought so. Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix. So uh, I... I thought it was solid, you know. I did miss more a little bit in parts, but it's okay. Maybe he's not doing these sh- shows. 
Has he been on NXT TV yeah, regularly? Yeah, he, he has been on NXT TV huh. from what I understand. Again, I don't watch, but I do. I, just, I saw that it was news that he wasn't on the show tonight. Maybe so. he had something going on or, yeah. you know, he has had the mental health stuff. So maybe yes. just taking care of that, which is understandable. Yep. But yeah, it was a solid kickoff match. Nothing spectacular, but pretty good. Uh, I'm not going to really talk in depth about it. It wasn't really anything to write home about. Uh, but however, the next match, the five-way ladder match for the North American title featuring um, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, and everybody's favorite person right now, uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, this match was phenomenal. They absolutely, if you like train wrecks and uh, car crashes and other things you can't look away from, this is for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely Velveteen Dream being here is questionable because of what is going on, but I don't know. I'm not in the company, I don't know what's going on, so whatever. He did not win, so at least there's that. And there was a spot where he got absolutely killed, so maybe that's them writing him off. One would only hope. Because he got pushed off of a very tall ladder through a bunch of tables over the guardrail. Oh, God. So he got essentially killed off. Uh, Bronson Reed looked really good here. They, They did a lot of really good teases for potential winners. Like, I swear the last 10 minutes, or maybe... Eight to five to eight minutes of the match were just like teases of people winning. I really did not know who was going to win throughout. And uh, finally, we got the winner, and it was Damian Priest. So good for him. He's kind of just been like around for a while now, and uh, I think that's good for him, you know? It's yes. uh, definitely well deserved. I am very satisfied with that winner. I wanted him or yeah. Cameron Grimes. Yeah, so. that's exactly what I said. And Cameron Grimes looked fantastic in this match, too. I thought he was going to win like eight times. Uh, Johnny Gargano almost won like eight times. Uh, Candice LeRae came down and like helped and okay. then got, you know, beaten up. Yeah, Damian Priest hit her with his finisher. Mm hmm. Yeah. He should. He As killed her. He should. Uh, oh, no. Actually, what really happened, uh, Bronson Reed was about to win and she climbed on top of Bronson's back. And Reed hit a frog, not a frog splash, but like a splash from the top of the ladder on Gargano with Candice LeRae on his back. Oh, my God. It was nuts. That's cool. Seriously, I I know you guys are uh, not the biggest WWE supporters right now, but I would check this match out. It was really good. Definitely uh, the best match of the night from both cards, in my opinion. And there was some good stuff on Dynamite, but this was, uh, this was outstanding. Uh, and then following this... We had uh, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. Uh, I wasn't sure what to think about this because Pat McAfee is not a wrestler. He's never had a match before. And uh, I have to say he really impressed. He looked great. He's got he's a freak athlete. The guy is really impressive. Oh, the spot he hit with um, not the not the dive, but the, no, when he went for the, the superplex. dive was cool. Yeah, but the, the superplex spot. Yeah, he cool. was going for a superplex. And Adam Cole knocked him off the top rope, but or tried to knock him off the top, top rope. And he did a straight-up moonsault and landed on his feet and then sprinted to the corner and jumped to the top rope from the ground. Like, that's insane. Yep. 
Yeah, I saw that's like a Shelton like Benjamin it. thing. I'm very. I mean, happy. you do got to remember he's an athlete. Oh, I know, but <laughs> however, he is an no, no, athlete no. who had to Most... walk away from the sport years ago due to like having to have his like one leg basically replaced. That is not yeah. a typical. Not every athlete can do that. A lot of athletes yeah. cannot. And so considering he's like consi- like people make fun of punters all the time for mm-hmm. if you're like a football fan you're like oh they're just punters they're just out there to kick the ball very far. I mean as a Colts fan who followed him for like all of most of his career uh he wasn't just a punter like he would like tackle like like he would make plays on like the offensive guys like during returns and stuff so like he wasn't just a punter like he he would do some athletic stuff so and he and it shows great balance to be able to do that stuff too. So it's not like he's just, you know, he jumps high or anything like that. He just, it was very impressive. And yeah, he did lose. Thankfully, you know, he doesn't need to win here because he really, but he proved himself. You know, he can definitely, if this is what he, if he wants to wrestle more, I'm all for it because he looked great. The man's only 33 years old. So it's not like he's, you know, pushing 40 or anything. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing more of Pat McAfee. Uh, he actually lost not to the last shot, but to the Panama Sunrise. Um, I don't know what that was about, but sure. And Adam Cole was able to kick out of his like punt kick, so that's good. Okay. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Another really solid match, and uh, just the spectacle of seeing what Pat McAfee could do is really what brought this up a level. Uh, next, we had the women's championship match between Io Shirai and Dakota Kai. Um, as expected, this was good. You know, both athletes are great. So, good match. Nothing like super special, but, you know, typical Io Shirai affair. And yeah, Io I, retained, as she yeah. should. Um, from what I saw of this, because I didn't catch the full match, I don't mm-hmm. think I, I did at least. Um, like once dynamite was over, I flipped over, um, to it and the stream was kind of weird, wonky, but, um, uh, yeah, I thought that I I have really liked Dakota's heel turn. Um, I think it started off, it started off kind of weird, but I think she's turned it around. Yeah. I think it was like her moment of turning heel was despicable and it got people talking, um, I think her and Tegan feuded for a little too long and it kind of stalled out her momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the last, I don't know, few weeks, uh, the last she's month really or picked two, it up. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and like in the build up to this match, I thought that like her promos or vignettes were really good. Um, yeah. And of course, you had to rem- the reminder that Raquel Gonzalez was lurking around. Yeah. Um, for. Uh, and I thought that, like, technically-wise, I thought it was really good. I thought mm-hmm. that they'd have pretty good chemistry because I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that they have faced each other multiple times in, like, Stardom and Shimmer and all the different companies, mm-hmm. like, women's companies across the world um, that they both participated in at different times. Um, but don't quote me if they have and had, like, multiple matches. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. Um, but they were in the same companies at the same time, so it yeah. makes sense. Um, uh, the the probably the bigger story is after the match, uh, Raquel was gonna beat down EO or started yes. to, and then Rhea Ripley came out and they had a stare down, and then they Raquel and Dakota left. So it seems like that's gonna be a big match. 
I don't know what they're going to do with Theo, but I don't know. Yeah. Definitely um, interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's weird having, like, this is, like, if it's just going to be Rhea versus Raquel, that's, like, a fine secondary feud, I guess. But, like, yeah, it definitely, like, leaves up the option of who does Eo face next because she beat Dakota clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I who knows when the next takeover is going to be. So yeah, yeah. So it, it, there's definitely options. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we get to the main event of Karrion Cross and Keith Lee for the NXT chi- Championship, and uh, another great entrance from Karrion with Scarlet. Scarlet is a star. I think she is definitely has the higher ceiling of the two. Which it's is agreed saying a lot because I think Karrion is a pretty high ceiling too, but yeah, uh, I think she's her. You know, sky's the limit for Scarlet. And uh, I, I don't know. You guys had mixed feelings about this match, but I actually thought it was pretty good. I didn't really know what to expect going in because I've only seen like one. I think one Karrion cross match because against Champa, and he just killed him. It was barely a match. It was very one-sided and Keith Lee most people love him I don't dislike him I think he's good it's just I haven't seen a lot from him that's it really impressed me he's just uh, his matches that I've seen have been hit or miss the best one probably being the Johnny Gargano match I still didn't even think that was like incredible but it was you know I thought this was good I thought they had pretty solid chemistry and I thought it told a pretty good story you know I enjoyed it it wasn't my favorite main event but I thought it was solid. Yeah, um, I uh, did not enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, I was expecting more of a just just based off the story that they're telling. Oh, I also didn't like mention that Karrion Cross won the title. That's yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like I thought that this was going to be more of a just very brutal, very we're just going to beat the crap out of each other because we hate each other type match. But there was a lot of wearing down each other. There was a lot of technical like rest, like just holds. Uh, Karrion like worked on uh, Keith Lee's arm after Keith Lee like did a uh, he tried to just whip his entire arm into Karrion Cross and Karrion ducked it. And Keith Lee slammed it into the plexiglass. The plexiglass moved out of the way. And then uh, Karrion got Keith Lee's arm stuck in between the barricade and the plexiglass that was just hanging off. uh, And did like a kick right into it to mess with his arm. And then it was a lot of just, I'm just going to focus on your arm. I'm going to twist it in weird ways. And Keith Lee's decision to try to counter it was, I'm just going to lightly caress your ear. Um, <laughs> he did do that, yeah. Like, he, he didn't, like, he, he never tried to close the hand to, like, pull on the ear. He just looked like he was just gently touching it. Um, and I felt like that's, that, that hey, was man, everyone's got spot. their kinks. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got the BBC and, uh, and he really likes to touch people's ears. Yeah. I mean, like I said, not my favorite main event, but I thought it was solid. It, it, I'm sure it could have been better. Maybe they'll have a rematch. I don't know. Um, 
Um, and yes, Karrion uh, Cross is your new NXT champion. As expected, I really didn't think he was going to lose this match. Though they did have me uh, questioning. So that's, uh, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess we should point out that the news that did break after the show. Yeah, uh, he's, yes, yeah. he's champ for now. Yeah. Triple H told Sean Ross Sapp uh, that Karrion Cross is getting an MRI on his shoulder uh, and that they believe he has separated his shoulder during the match with mm-hmm. Keith Lee. Uh, so not sure what it, how serious the injury is yet. They're going to get it checked out. Um, hopefully, like, it's not too serious. Hopefully, it's like yeah. a minor dislocation or yeah, something. Se- stuff like that. A separation, usually you'd be out for maybe like two to three months. I would have something like that. Yeah, maybe a little more. It's nothing yeah. too serious. Yeah. Like, hopefully it's not like a tear or something. Yeah, because yeah absolutely. Like it's not you a get Bauer, a, a Bauer situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah, uh, be because bad. the yeah. way Triple H talked about it, he didn't seem uh, too hopeful. Um, yeah. And of what like Carrion told him, because uh, Carrion thought it was it seemed major. Yeah. Um, yeah I, so we'll, we'll that's see. Unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully yeah. in the next. 24, 48 hours, we get more word. Yeah. Um, it would be a shame to have a title like this, like, have to be vacated right yeah, after. Yeah, man. Vacant, vacant is licking his chops right now. I bet I, yeah. can, I could see him tweeting now. Finn Balor that, knows his pain if that yeah. becomes a Yeah, case. absolutely. I can, I can hear him sweating over it. Yeah, I can. Um, but, yeah. that it, Shout out to Vacant. Because that would also be real disappointing for keith lee yeah absolutely keith lee had like what a month reign yeah the title basically yes sir and then loses it and the guy he who took it from him loses it maybe in a day yeah uh, possibly i I would assume if it's a major injury keith lee would probably be the one to get it again but who knows yeah who yeah i mean you could end up putting Balor back in now that yeah. you need Timothy Thatcher. I'd be okay with that. You could have um, trying to think of people that aren't Velveteen Dream. Uh, you could have Adam <laughs> Cole come back in because, um, I mean, technically he hasn't had his rematch. That's um, true. So, I mean, there's a few people that you could throw in there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely unfortunate. They'll figure it out, yeah. though. Yeah. If it's that's if it is even worth you know taking the title off and maybe it's just a minor thing. Yeah, hopefully it's a minor thing. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so uh yeah, so I don't even really have to ask. But Rob, I'm assuming you would give this a thumbs up based on your reactions. Oh, absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Not my favorite takeover, but definitely very solid. Yes. Uh and if you were going to recommend one match, it would be the ladder match. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh so let's take over 30 uh, I guess we can talk about Dynamite. Uh, so obviously, Dynamite. Hold on, hold on. Before we get started with Dynamite, we already talked about what the it was supposed to. It was su- suggested it was going to start at six o'clock tonight, uh, or after the NBA f- uh, playoffs game. It ended up going to like six thirty ish. Yeah, it started at like six thirty one or six thirty two. Um, Dynamite. I don't know what the results are going to be like viewership wise, but just a little quick sports fact with your boy Ryan uh, did you know that the number 10 most watched sport or sporting event is wrestling in America while the number 3 
most watched sport in America is basketball. Interesting fact. Yeah, again, I think that is the one benefit of AEW running right behind the playoffs is playoff basketball usually does very good numbers. Uh, so while obviously the you know one downside is they could take a hit of not being on their normal night uh, and also going up. This ended up going up. The majority of this show was against TakeOver. Yeah. What's number um, two? I'm very curious now. Baseball is number two, actually. Oh, good. Uh, and I'm glad American, American football blows it out. Oh, there. I knew. I knew yeah. it was going to be football, yeah. of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, weird because, like, number nine is all motorsports. Really? So, like, uh, that's oh, like, Formula One, NASCAR, motocross. Yeah. They also count drag racing and uh, monster trucks in yeah. here. But monster oh. trucks isn't a sport, Excuse really. me? <laughs> I um, don't do take that back. Yeah. I'm a monster truck. Uh, yeah, uh, eight is boxing, seven is golf, six is tennis. Yeah. Uh, and soccer is now number four start uh, as wow. of the twenty twenty hockey. Hockey is five. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, is MMA not on there? MMA is not on here, but wow. the I think the main reason is because most of MMA is either on a premium uh, cable oh, network yeah. right, or right. it's pay per view. Yeah, uh, that makes boxing sense. is number eight, which That's I thought a... was weird. Yeah, I'm surprised because uh, again, high. boxing is like mostly pay per view or like Showtime and HBO. Yeah. So like I know people like boxing. I just feel like it's uh, like you said, it's pay-per-view and yeah. I and know. I feel like I, I, I don't know when the last, like there's it, considering there's not a ton of boxing, like sh- major boxing shows per year compared to like MMA, which or like UFC in general is like every single week. There's a show. Yeah. Hey man, I'm sure Dynamite did good, and I'm ho- I hope it did. You know, yeah. like I don't see why people can't support both. I no, know. absolutely. Like <laughs> if you, if you support both, more power to you. If you support everything, more power to you. If you support Impact only, I'm here for you. <laughs> sure, my hero. Anyway, more wrestling is good. That's that's yeah. you know. Uh, so we did again. So the show started late, and it did end up going for the most part against Takeover. Yeah. Uh, but our first match of the night was FTR versus Private Party. Um, don't really have too much to say about this, but it was good. It wasn't. Yeah, really it was. It was crazy, a good opener. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was uh, a good opener. Are you gonna talk about the big? Yes, revelation? that's what I was gonna say. Okay. Uh, so don't have much to say about the match itself. But the big thing here is that Tully Blanchard is officially mm-hmm. managing FTR. He has he even had own, an FTR jacket. Yes, he has his own or... FTR jacket that says Tully on it. Uh, and match of the night. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so Tully and FTR are officially together. No Sean Spears at ringside, uh, though. Mm. So that's, that is worth noting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, FTR picked up the win here, obviously. Yeah. That, no uh, shock there. But yeah, good opening match. Nothing special. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously the bigger story is Tully Blanchard. Yeah. Uh, after this, we got a promo from John Moxley backstage, which was talking about MJF and, uh, their whole, issues he his big thing was uh what was mjf hiding um and he, he did put over mjf pretty heavily here yeah uh he's he talked about how talented he is he referred to him as sickly talented uh, and he says he does hope that uh, mjf can be the guy that leads the company for the next 25 years he wants it to succeed for decades and decades 
Uh, he mentioned how Moxley often, like himself, feels not great in the mornings when he wakes up and says he, like he, you know, how he feels. He feels it's just going to be another eighteen months in him. Obviously, I don't think that's the case, but uh, that's Moxley for you. Um, and he says that he hopes MJF can be the guy one day, but not on September fifth. Uh, he talked about smashing his skull against his mm-hmm. skull. Uh, we love that, you know. Moxley is. Such a good promo. It could, yes. I, I don't a care. Mo- a motivated Moxley <laughs> can run circles around yeah. most people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the really solid promo from here. And then we went to commercial and we came back. MJF was addressing Moxley and uh, he has lawyered up. He has an attorney and he's trying to ban the paradigm shift for uh, their match. Their attorney out. is Smart Mark Sterling, who is featured on um, the podcast that uh, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers have. I have to say, yeah. that guy was really good on the mic. He yeah, was. Absolutely. He got a great promo. Yeah. He really did. He got a great promo on Moxley. I also mm-hmm. love that this new thing with MJF is that he's calling John Moxley a dictator when, mm-hmm. like, it, it, between the two of them, MJF is presenting himself more oh, as a dictator. Absolutely. Like, trying to ban moves. He tries to, you know, he wants the girl in his group, Nina, yeah. to always smile. Which was the main purpose of the promo from Mark Sterling was uh, banning the paradigm shift from the match. Yes. Or the so double, did... the double under <laughs> the double uh, arm DDT. Yeah, double arm DDT. Yep. Uh, so yet yeah, they, uh, they did have a contract and they said Mo- all Moxley has to do is sign it. And they really tried to goad him in here saying, why wouldn't you, you know, do you re- if you're such a badass, do you really need one move to put away yeah. one guy? Um, I'm sure I'll sign it. It's going to so... make it interesting. It definitely will add a new uh, little thing there. Yeah, I mean, it's already been established that he does have submission moves too. Like he yeah. finished uh, Cage with it with a submission. Yeah. Um, well, I, we also had uh, we also had MJF crying here when he was talking about how he wants to you know grow up uh, oh to have God. like a family. So he wants he wants mm-hmm. kids to play with to play catch and he wants them to call him Papa Papa. <laughs> uh, MJF MJF and Moxley are just gods on the mic yeah. this was great both of these promos were fantastic i mean we could um, even consider it three promos because the promo yeah the and lawyer, yeah yeah, the, yeah the lawyer guy did great too and as somebody who just took contract law in law school i can say that made me feel good that you're I, being represented yeah that we had a lawyer talking about contracts mm-hmm. and, my hero i mean that there still needs to be you know i i, I would need to look over that that piece of paper to see if it's a proper contract but hey man i'm sure uh he's he's called smart mark for a reason he's got it probably uh our next match was a big eight-man tag match it was the natural nightmares and jurassic express versus the butcher and the blade and the lucha brothers i didn't see this at all so okay this was pretty much just a car crash it was just there was a lot jungle boy was jumping off everything he almost Uh, like killed himself on the first time. Yeah, he had a bunch of suicide dives here. Uh, it did have a bit of a weird finish where, like, Pentagon was going for the package pile driver, and then, like, the blade got up on the turd buckle and started yelling at him, and so well, no, Pentagon... So he tried to... he tried Because Phoenix was on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so he tried to take Phoenix's spot. Oh, okay, that's what he was trying to do. Yeah, there was... Okay. There was yeah, there was... Yes. Because that's okay. not his job. There was disagreement. Gotcha. There. I was a bit confused on it. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. And so um, then they started pushing. After the match is what's really big. Yeah. And so, so again, uh, the blade gets tagged in from Pentagon. Uh, and there's a roll up here from Jungle Boy for the win. 
And so as the faces leave and exit and the Blitzer and the Blade get into it with the Lucha Brothers in the ring, Eddie Kingston comes down and hops on the mic and cuts a really good promo. Eddie Kingston is also a god on the mic. This guy is fucking great. Uh, um, I could listen to Eddie Kingston promos literally all night. Yeah, he, no, he just has such I like a... I didn't hear he, it, so I... He has such like a raw presence. And yes. he's just like... he's He kind of like... I'm not going to say he's on the, like, he's not Bray Wyatt on the mic. They're two very different people. But he has that, like, what like way of speaking where, like, he can say things. Where it just, in, it seems so Yeah, natural. it's just entrancing. It doesn't seem exactly. or, It's that and yeah. also his facial mechanism, mannerisms, like, make you feel what he's talking about is, like, legit. Yeah. Uh, and, like, if you know, like, his hit, like, like, some of his promos, like, with his hardcore stuff talking about, like how he survived worse. Like he grew up on the streets in New York. He's been stabbed before. He's been arrested. He's been beaten up. He's been shot at. Like in real life. So like a death match isn't gonna scare him. A, like a blading isn't gonna scare him. No, no person, one person is gonna scare him. So like those one on one promos that he does is really good this like him trying to recruit a faction like this i didn't see that coming but i think that works better because he's not the greatest in ring like technical like he's not the greatest worker like for a long-term thing but like he serves his purpose as like a deathmatch guy and putting other guys over and i feel like him leading a group like this can really push the uh, these guys forward in a better way, especially because Pentagon and uh, Phoenix, English isn't their first language, and the Butcher and the Blade, we haven't really heard that much talk. So I think a really, really top-tier talker like uh, Kingston can put them over really well. Yeah, um, that's totally understandable. Uh, he, his main point here was basically about how uh, the, they can only beat you when you guys are divided. And he says, come walk with me. Everything we want will be ours. Uh, and then, like, as they're hugging, uh, Kingston, like, looks directly into the camera and winks. Yes. Uh, so very interested to see where this goes. But so I'm it's so funny because the guys cut two promos in the company and I've somehow missed them both. So the only thing I've seen from him is the match he had with, with Cody, Cody yeah. which didn't really impress me, but whatever. I'm not going to um, say he's bad or anything. I'll take, you know, I'll wait and see. Yeah. Until I form an opinion. Yeah. Uh, but yeah Definitely, very... if you can, like, there are compilations on YouTube and stuff of just his promos. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to just listen to somebody talk that is going to mesmerize you that isn't Bray Wyatt. It's going to be you, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> you don't um, want to hear me talk that long. But uh, yes, Eddie Kingston, I'm all for more factions and I'm glad they're using him. So uh, excited to see where this goes. And if it gives directions to Butcher and the Blade and Lucha Brothers, even better. Um, after this, we had another backstage or not even backstage. I was going like to say real quick room. before we moved on, you brought up an interesting point, Pat, about yeah. who the Lucha Brothers have been Part, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So prior to this, obviously, uh, Death Triangle was a thing very shortly before COVID hit. Um, no real timeline for when we could expect Pac back. But when he does come back, he could either join this group or he could come back, see that Lucha Brothers have abandoned him and try to take over the group, feud with Eddie Kingston. For ownership. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. But they do have that storyline to go with if they want. Um, 
after this, we did have uh, we went back to like a training room with Britt Baker and uh, what's her face Reba uh, Reba, and uh, so you see her like like kissing off in the background, and then it reveals that Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian are just making out in the training room. As and, they should. Yep. And uh, Britt talks about how you know the number one cause of cavities is like trading human saliva between each other and she says she can help she'll offer them both uh one year free dental work if they i wonder help. if that's true i don't know um but maybe that's why i'm having oh wait oh i mean she is a dentist yeah <laughs> um but so she offers the... that's a good deal she offered a yeah, good one deal. year of full of like dental work for helping dental work isn't yeah, that is, that's so, a, that is a really good that's deal. not the only thing she offered though yes yeah no but she, so she offers the dental work and then she says that uh if if penelope joins Britt baker for uh a handicap match against big swole then um Reba will do Penelope's makeup for a year for free. Oh and, wow! Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. also not not cheap yeah. too. So that's so so Penelope well. did agree to this, and so next week, uh, next week we will have Penelope Ford and Britt Baker versus Big Swole. Don't forget, and and Reba is also. That mean it was very. It, I, they didn't put Reba on the matchup screen. Yeah, it, but what she'll just be it, there probably. Yeah, Britt Baker did say that you you'll be on our team. At, yeah. I, I don't know if that means that she's in the match, Ryan. Okay, I mean, I, if you say you're on a team with somebody, you'd assume they're. Yeah, on but I feel like they would have the put they would have put her on the match graphic. <laughs> anyway, uh, up next we had Orange Cassie out in the ring with Tony Schiavone for his first in ring interview one on one. Best friends come out with him. And before this can get started, Chris Jericho comes out. He's no longer wearing his orange jacket, uh, finally. Uh, he was wearing another very out-there jacket, though. Uh, very sparkly. Yeah. And he came out with a little bit of the bubbly, and he mentions how he's only been three times since he came to AEW, and uh, one of those times was last week when the guy who puts his hand in his pockets pinned him. He said he should be embarrassed, but deep down he's proud of Orange Cassidy because he's proved that he's learning from Chris. Prove that he has heart, desire, courage, and what it takes to be a main event star in AEW. Uh, and he said he wanted to offer him a toast, but there was something holding him back. And he says, I have a win over you. You have a win over me. And I really want to just, you know, we got to get down to brass taxes and see who's the better man. He wants to have a rubber match. And he says he has, uh, he mentioned, you know, that he was the mind behind Money in the Bank. And so he says he's come up Without with a, calling it Money Yes, in the bank. obviously. Well, because that's trademarked. Um, but he said he has come up with uh, – he's used his brilliance to come up with something new, and he uh, tosses it up to the Titan Tron. And we have the video announcing the Mimosa Mayhem match, which is basically a match where there's an 80-gallon – I missed this, and I said I missed it. I didn't even know oh, this happened. Is, this is yes. my new favorite so, paper, yeah, match stipulation ever. So there's going to be an 80-gallon vat at ringside filled with a bunch of the bubbly and, uh, like, I forget how many gallons of orange It's juice. 500 – 500 bottles of the bubbly and that's more than I, a little bit of it and uh, it's 80 gallons yeah, yeah. 80 gallons and wow. so it's all put together and you can win by pinfall submission or if you toss your opponent into the the 80 gallon vat uh and so this is the mimosa mayhem match this is happening it all out they did make it official and uh cassidy accepted it with like doing his little thumbs up and he said he was going to give him a toast, but he wants his friends to join him. And so the inner circle all come out from ringside with bottles of the bubbly and, and, a, backpack. They, and a backpack, which had more bubbly in it. And they 
beat up Orange Cassidy and the best friends, get the best friends out of there, and they all just hold down Orange Cassidy while they basically waterboard him with the bubbly. <laughs> and Orange Cassidy like turned not orange, but bright red. R- bright red. He looked redder than Brock Lesnar and uh, Shane McMahon combined. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, he looked very red. Uh, but yeah, so we're getting one more match between these two, and it is in the Mimosa Mayhem match at All Out. Give it to so. me. I mean, I mean, it's it's perfect because you know it's a comedy match for a comedy wrestler. You know? Yeah, so, give it I to mean, me, man. It sounds think, great. My thing is, I think this is going to be a match that they're not going to use in the actual like state. I, I'm I'm interested because my thinking is, how are they going to get an 80 gallon vat? into like the area for the matchup and then get it out of there with while other matches are going on. I mean it can just be like at ringside, like off where in like the flat area where like they have seats. Yeah. Uh my other thing was maybe they do it uh have the match on like the little um like the mezzanine area of the football stadium and instead of the pool they fill that up. Oh god. With that then I remembered that football season starts the weekend after that, so maybe they don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, after this, we had Dark Order versus the Elite. It was Alan Angels, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega here. Uh, this was really fun. I enjoyed this yeah. highly. Uh, Dark, they're not Dark Order. Uh, Reynolds and Silver specifically continue to impress. They looked really good against Cody and uh, Matt Cardona the other week. And here they also looked really good, uh, so that's always good to hear. This wasn't a squash match, which is great because I'm glad that these guys are getting more opportunities. Uh, the big thing here uh, is also not really the match itself; it's what happens after the match. Uh, so basically, they do an assist. The finish comes when they do an assisted uh, indie taker, where um, they have I forget who Alan they Angels. Alan Angels. So they had Alan Angels in position for the indie taker. Omega launched one of the bucks up to hit it. And then they held him there in the pile driver position. Omega put him up on his shoulders, hit the one wing angel, pinned him. And after the match, Omega like started shouting at Alan Angels and like hitting him in the face. And then like he rolled out of the ring, grabbed a chair, put it down in the ring to like he put it in a really weird position. But like it was a position that like if you power bomb somebody on this, it would like no matter what, it would hurt. Um, oh, he was trying to kill him. Yeah, he was trying to kill Alan Angels. And so he goes for the power bomb. One of the Bucks sees it and like moves the chair, and he still power bombs him. And like he like when he sees the chair's not there, he goes and tries to grab it again. And we're still getting the big teases of an Omega heel turn. It's happening right before. Give me the cleaner. So the Give yeah, the, the cleaner slowly coming back. Oh my god, dude! He's 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 gonna like erupt. Yeah, he's gonna be super heel. It's gonna be crazy. Uh, you're not wrong. And Joey, you told you have kind of predicted this on how you think this is going to happen before um, because as being the elite fans you've brought up uh, one of the major points on there and as they have been bringing things from being the elite onto the TV show or onto the actual mm-hmm. wrestling show you brought up uh, what they keep on teasing and being the elite uh, for a certain Dark Order member Mm-hmm, correct. Uh, would you like to release uh, this to the world? Yeah, yeah. So I think when uh, Kenny Omega finally, you know, reveals to the world um, his heel state, uh, he's going to actually kill Cole Cabana. 
Um, on being the elite, he's been wanting to kill him for some quite a while now. And uh, I don't think uh, Cole Cabana is safe at all. Um, he should probably uh, go move far away from Jacksonville uh, before this happens because I think he's going to die. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Uh, after this, we went backstage. Alex Marvez, the sweat god himself, was standing by with Tully Blanchard and FTR. And they, uh, they go over how next week we are getting a big gauntlet match with uh, several teams. And so it's the, I think it's the it's best teams ranked one through four. Yeah, right? it's best friends, the Young Bucks, FTR, and the Natural Nightmares. Um, and so we're getting that next week on Dynamite, which is on Thursday, not Wednesday. Um, and the winners of this get the title shots against Omega and Page it all out. Uh, so, yeah, uh, during the promo, Adam Page comes in very angry and upset over the whole uh, Rock and Roll Express incident from last week. And FTR try to calm him down. They give him a beer, uh, saying that, you know. Uh, he kind of just takes it. They don't really he, give it to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and they say that, you know, th- that was their personal business. They invited the Rock and Roll Express, but they disrespected them. And uh, the, and then, like, addressing how Dax faked his injury. He said he needed to see if he could trust those guys. And, uh, like, referring to uh, the Bucks and Kenny Omega, and which is very questionable reasoning. <laughs> But um, I mean, they are both they are heels. both of their reasons were weird. Yes, like they, but they, they, they to be fair, they, they are heels. Disrespected because the Rock and Roll Express turned their backs as they were leaving. Like, how else are they? Gonna, they're not going to walk backwards out of the arena. <laughs> You're not wrong. I think they should. Um, and they note that they they only can trust Paige because Paige was there when uh, when Dax went backstage. The others stayed out during the match. And uh, so, yeah, so they're continuing to try and plant dissension between all of the elite, really, the Bucks and, uh, you know, Paige and Omega. So, yeah, and they it's definitely interesting. Po- you know, it's good to keep you guessing. That's one of yeah. the best things in wrestling to not yeah, know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, so, they uh, also pointed good out job. that um, you don't like that of the teams that are going up for this gauntlet match, they've beaten all of them. Page and Omega already. Like they've beaten the Natural Nightmares, they've beaten Best Friends, and they started this by basically beating the Young Bucks. And they said that Adam Page should really be rooting against the Young Bucks. They could care less about the other teams, but really go and try to do anything for the Young Bucks not to win. Because if the Young Bucks win and then somehow beat Omega and Page at all out, Page will go back into the rest of the elite shadows because it, uh, they said that their mat- after the match between uh, Paige and Omega versus the Young Bucks, Paige came out of the Bucks' shadows and almost eclipsed Kenny's shadow, um, but that if uh, they were to lose to the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks would take over the spotlight again. So, yeah, trying to get the, him the, him to maybe try to help them out in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and then after this, we had Darby Allen versus Big Will Hobbs. This was nothing. It was all about Darby Allen getting a win here. And uh, after the match, Taz hops on the mic and says he's a big surprise for Darby. There's a new member of Team <laughs> Taz, and it just so happens that his name is also Darby. And Darby Allen's music starts to play, and out comes Ricky Starks in a Darby Allen cosplay. He has emo ri- uh, written on his neck. He has the face paint on. He cuts a, <laughs> a really funny promo against him. 
Um, he he compares Darby Allen to the I Like Turtles kid. <laughs> and now I can't unsee it. So yep. every yeah. time I see Darby Allen, I just can't unsee it now. Yeah, Ricky Starks has ruined Darby Allen. Um, and during this, uh, Brian Cage hits the ring and attacks him from behind. Mm-hmm. And then Starks gets in his face, gets some water, pours it over Darby Allen and himself, wipes off the face paint or attempts to. Uh, and he says that he doesn't need the face paint to be a star, uh, but Darby does, and Darby's a joke. And then he hits him with the skateboard and goes for a second rope uh, coffin drop. Uh, it looks ugly as shit. And Taz is like, you see, that's how a badass does it. He's so badass, he doesn't need to do it from the third, uh, the top rope. He can do it from the second rope. Uh, very yeah, good stuff. and oh, dude, Ricky Starks. Ricky is, Starks is, is fantastic. Star. I am Absolute all in on Ricky Starks. Stark. I kind of hope they start using a different name than Team Taz, but it's fine. Uh, if yeah. it's fine, um, I missed this first part because I went to the bathroom. But uh, Sammy Guevara came out. Oh, uh, yeah. this was great. Yeah. So yeah. if you guys want to talk about this, yeah. So they brought up Sammy Guevara, and they were like, "Oh, it's time for the world famous picture in picture." And Sammy Guevara's got his cue cards as normal, uh, and so it starts off like, "Dear Matt, I'm sorry that I hurt you or something." I'm sorry you can't catch chairs um, that I throw at you. And then all of a sudden he turns the next cue card and he's not looking at the cue cards when he does it. He just kind of just throws the one away. And all of a sudden instead of the black handwriting that normally it is, now it's all red and black. Uh, and it's like, I'm sorry that Sammy is an idiot. Uh, I'm sorry that I have to, br- I'm going to delete Sammy, uh, and like the crowd starts laughing, uh, and Sammy's like looking around, uh, and then it goes and uh, I'm going to uh, make Sammy a there's the next one, and then he decides to look at the the last card, and it says broken, uh, and all of a sudden Matt Hardy comes out with a chair and just starts laying in to Sammy Guevara with chair shots. Uh, he just destroyed Sammy. Uh, and then we come back from picture in picture, and uh, he's still wailing on Sammy with the chair. He picks Sammy up and then tosses him off the stage into the ring uh, announcer slash bell table. Which is not, it's a pretty far drop. Yeah. It's uh, uh, definitely, definitely hurt. Yeah. So then all yeah. the refs come. Sammy over. definitely uh, had to oversell this yeah. <laughs> yeah. to get there. <laughs> uh, I will continue to say that Sammy is probably the best seller in the company um, with, you know, his wanting to jump off of the entire Jaguar stadium during the uh, stadium stampede match, which is listed at 200 feet tall. <laughs> Uh, to oh his God. golf cart dr- instant uh, uh, run-ins to, of course... They only, they only the got actual... clearance for 40 feet, right? Yeah, so they did a 40... <laughs> they, they were going to do a 40-foot drop, but I believe they ended up only going, what, 20 feet because it had rained the day before and mm. Sammy's knee was acting up. Um, it, dude, the finish to that match was still insane. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, but then they also... Uh, so. Sammy's laying in a heap in the broken table, and so Matt starts looking for a new chair, and he finds one of those plastic, non-gimmick chairs uh, from underneath. He gets it all ready, uh, and all the refs come over. Uh, the doctors all come out to look at Sammy, uh, and 
Matt Hardy says, I want to kill him. I want to destroy Sammy. I need to destroy him as Sammy's getting helped off. So, uh, yeah, uh, I assume this was going to be leading up to an all-out match, but that is not the case as yeah, of right now. They did announce that Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara are having a tables match on Thursday Dynamite. Yeah. So, that is that. Uh, after this, we had a surprise promo from NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa, uh, and she said that she's here. And basically, it was her just challenging Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship at All Out. Yep. Uh, this was probably the biggest match they could do. Uh, Cody and pretty much everybody on Twitter, even Sheeta herself, was kind of playing into this, uh, like for the past several weeks, teasing that you know, uh, Thunder Rosa would be coming to AW, And so, yeah, they're doing it. And that was one of the spoilers we saw. On that Reddit, was one. So. Yeah, that was. That's, one of the, is that the only one that came true? That was. Yeah, that was the only one that came true. Hey, uh, from my few episodes of NWA Power that I've seen, uh, Thunder Rosa is great in the ring. Yeah, everybody she's, seems to talk very highly of her. Yeah, she's very she's a very good character. Uh, and she's very, like I said, very good in the ring. So I think her versus Sheeta should uh, really help uh, cement uh, a, a really good quality uh, women's match at All Out. Yeah, yeah I got, I got not nothing just against a, it. Seems not just a fine to me. women's match, just a match in general. Just, yeah. yeah, like I, um, there I weren't really any realistic challengers right now, so sure. Yeah, I was more just saying women's because that's like the big complaint everybody yeah, yeah, has. Yeah. Um, I am interested, though, to see if maybe – NWA and uh, AEW like start work getting like a working relationship going. Uh, who knows? Uh, I can see yeah, it. Anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. It does seem I, like a natural fit. Yeah, so. I, I mean, do got a comment on the NWA uh, Women's Champion I ship uh, Championship. I really like it. I like yeah, how they use like uh, the too. champions pitcher in it. Yes, that's pretty cool. I like it much better than the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah, so. no, the, the NWA titles are very nice. The the world's heavyweight title is still one of the best titles in the business. I hate that they call it that, but oh, you know, it's um, because if you come from another world, you still are under the NWA. <laughs> okay, you're right. There you go. Uh, after this, we had the finals of the AW Women's Tag Team Tournament. It was Diamante and Eva Lise versus the Nightmare Sisters, oh, Allie and Brandy. <laughs> you okay there, buddy? Mm-hmm. Um, Allie and Brandy uh, and QT Marshall and Dustin were out here. Uh, I don't really have much to say on this besides the finish was very kind of anticlimactic. Uh, yeah. yeah, but the right, the, team won. the right team won. The right Absolutely. team won. That's all that matters. Eva Lise and Diamante won. That already kind of establishes them as new girls in the division and that can set up some challengers for Sheeta after her match with Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. as long as you know, Sheeta wins, obviously. Um, so yeah, uh, the right team won. And obviously you can tell more of a story here with Brandy and Allie having issues. QT tried to cheat. He got involved here. That didn't really work. Uh, so we'll see. Also, yeah. Allie's finishing move sucks. Uh, I will agree to that. Whatever that down the rabbit hole, down the rabbit was. hole. Yeah. And then we went to our main event for the TNT Championship, Brody Lee versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, wow. I, this was <laughs> this was mind-blowing. I'm real uh, upset that the one spoiler that I was told about didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Uh, can we say the spoiler? The, the, spoiler was, the, the spoiler was that Eric Rowan was supposed to debut and join the Dark Order. 
Uh, with his hair fully grown out. Yeah. Uh, Even so, though he did an interview a couple days ago with him. Yes. Completely shaved. So that did not come true. What did happen instead was Cody was squashed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was Brody Lee murdering a man in very short time, very decisive fa- uh, fashion. And Cody sold this like he actually died. He stopped moving. They had a stretcher job come out. Uh, Tony got in the ring. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brody just went off on the mic. Yeah, Brody and the Dark Order basically took over the show. Uh, yep, and as they're stretching Cody out, the Dark Order rushes the stage. Uh, they try and get the referees and everybody who's out there. They they try to push them back. Uh, they toss Cody off the stretcher. Uh, well, Brody uh, gets the no. Uh, the, before that, they did. They start beating the crap out of Arn. Oh yes, they did beat up Arn Anderson. They gave him a nice kick to the stomach. Uh, Brody got over him and said, uh, "People like you made me." Uh, and so then he gets the old TNT championship, the pre-finished one in a bag, and he hits Cody over the head with it. And the belt, the, 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 I don't know exactly how they did this. I'm assuming it was already pre-broken in the bag, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But the, then you see all the pieces of the belt scattered all over the stage. Uh, nice visual there. Uh, then the Dark Order drags out Dustin and QT Marshall. Brandy comes out to like you know try and protect Cody, and then Anna Jay comes out and put, uh, try like puts in like a sleeper hold or like a rear naked choke on Brandy, and chokes her out right next to Cody, and they just leave them laying there as Brody orders them to line up and they pose on top of the stage as the show goes off the air. Uh, yeah. So the Dark Order has taken over basically here. Um, obviously, all they're missing is the world title if they really wanted to claim that. Uh, yeah. I mean, they don't have the tag and titles. I don't, but... Did you even say that this was not even a match? This was like a massacre. Like, yeah, this yes. was again. I said, I said, this was the to... okay. biggest wash <laughs> I don't in AEW history so far. Uh, I, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was disappointed until the aftermath. Yeah, absolutely. Again, because I was looking forward to this. I thought this was going to be a really good match. And then Brody just comes out, hands it to Cody, and kills him. And then it was like, oh, really? okay. This but then, is a good way for him to recover after losing uh, his title match against. I Fox, think what also so. really helped this was the fact that we didn't know how much time was left in the show because yes. it started at a weird time. Oh, I did because I took track. It was I was like I literally it started. And I was literally like it's there's only like seven minutes left. How are they going to do this? Okay, yeah. See, we it did go so... over a little bit though. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so we we weren't keeping track. So this definitely, at least for me, I was like, I don't know how long this is going to go. So the squash happened. I was like, oh, okay. And not seeing like the typical, you know, ten o'clock creeping up, um, definitely helped like the whole like big ending here of the takeover happening. Yeah. Um, anybody who says that or said that Brody Lee was buried immediately after losing to John Moxley, I hope you are eating your words now because this man just reestablished himself as the biggest heel, uh, other than MJF. Yeah. And the Dark Order is here to stay. Yeah, I thought this was one of the strongest endings to an AEW. Well, probably one of the strongest episodes to end any wrestling show this year. I'd um, say it's between that, this, um, the Inner Circle uh, destroying the Elite before the Stadium Stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tyson? Yeah. Um, this was, this was very strong. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this entire episode of Dynamite. Obviously the women's tag tournament thing wasn't like the best thing ever, but it, it, it was short. It, at least it didn't overstay its welcome and the right team won. As for yeah. a match itself, it wasn't anything special, but everything yeah. else on this show delivered in spades. I'm sure we'll get a rematch at all out. Uh, yeah. 
But so as a whole, I would give the show a thumbs up. A hundred percent a thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Um, yeah. Okay. So that is our, our big double review for takeover and, uh, whatchamacallit dynamite, uh, SummerSlams tomorrow. So we'll have some sort of review up for that. Tuesday will be impact. Thursday will be, uh, dynamite. Friday, Friday. will be new Japan strong. And then next Saturday, Sunday, whenever we do it, we will have a review for the summer struggle stadium show, uh, for new Japan. So be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Deep Six Wrestling. You can find all the links to our social media and stuff in the episode description. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts at. You know, uh, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn. We're on all of those. All those links are also in the episode description. And we will talk to you guys soon.